And on that great day, all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of the heavens were open, and rain fell upon the earth forty days and forty nights. It's what we saw in the very dark video clip there. It's that ancient, very classic, old story about a man named Noah and the boat that he builds called the Ark and the great flood that comes to devastate the earth. And this story is one that has been told and retold in various times and in different ways. For instance, just like the clip has shown, we see it in film as well as in television. We see it also recreated in animation and also reproduced as children's toys. But you know what's also interesting is that many parents like to go with the Noah's Ark flood theme for their baby room. <laughs> now I want to talk to that real briefly because in all honesty, I don't think it's the best theme for a baby's room. Yeah, thank you. And let me tell you why. We read in Galatians chapter 6 this. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he made man on the earth and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man who I am created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. You know, when parents decorate their baby's room in flood themes, what I don't think they realize they're doing is they're decorating their baby's rooms with themes of God's judgment and wrath. And no matter how cute it may look, you actually can't cutesify God's judgment and wrath. Now, judgment and wrath, God's judgment and wrath is not a very popular theme in society today. But you know what? It's something that we have to contend with when we read the Bible. And when we read the scriptures, we realize that God's judgment and wrath isn't arbitrary. It's not like God is up there and just says, you know what? I'm really bored today. What can I do today? Ah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just wipe the earth clean and send a flood in. God's not that way. Rather, we read in Genesis 6 that God's very heart was grieved because of the violence that he saw that humankind was bringing upon the earth. Think about it this way. God's own creation grieves his own heart. This isn't a God who is emotionless, who is devoid of feelings. This is a God who takes it very personal because it's a personal offense against him. And so we read that the grieving of his heart even leads God to say, I'm sorry that I even created humankind. Wow. I don't know about you, but that really makes an impact that we read about a God who grieves and about a God who regrets. 
But you know what? We read that God is slow in bringing justice to the earth because while Noah is building his ark, he is given the command to go out and to actually share with the people who are grieving God's own heart that a great flood is coming. Noah's task was to go and to warn them, like the prophets, about this great flood coming. Now, why would Noah do that? What's the purpose of God giving him that command to do so? Because while God's heart is grieved by his people, God desires that his people turn and repent. That they walk away from the evil that they've done and they come to him. And so... I believe that the ark was built to be big enough to hold just more than Noah and the animals and and Noah's family, but that there were room for others. But unfortunately, no one else turns. But we do read that God in his mercy does save. We read about how there are eight people in the ark that God saves. God does not wipe out humanity altogether. He saves a remnant of humanity. And I want you to think about that because Peter, the New Testament writer, who is a disciple of Jesus, picks up on Noah's theme when he said this. The merciful, or, um, God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience, to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, Peter says that the merciful salvation of God, saving Noah and his family, is a foreshadowing of the salvation that God brings to you and to me. You see, it's not through a wooden ark that God saves us, rather it's through a wooden cross. And it's the flood of the blood of Christ that is shed for us that brings us salvation and forgiveness. And it's through the waters of baptism where you and I can be soaked, soaked in the grace of God. It's also these waters of baptism that Peter actually hints at it, and another writer, Paul, talks about where we are intimately connected to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's what we witness today with Anthony. And it was a miracle because Anthony was soaked in God's grace at the font. Anthony was connected in a personal and intimate way to the death and resurrection of his Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, God in ancient times was patient in waiting before he brought about the ends with the flood. And the New Testament writers also speak about a similar thing when they say that God continues to be patient before he finally brings about the end of all things. And you know what? God's kingdom like that ark, is big enough for everybody here, even bigger than the ark itself. God desires that you repent and you turn to him.
God calls you to come to the font as well and to be soaked in His grace to be connected to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And so there's an invitation there for you to come to the font, experience God's grace. Let's pray.